Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to A View from the Bullens. And this is the weekly catch up with myself, the Bobble. And I'm joined by Paul Draper, also known as the, the Spaniard. Paul Everton face Arsenal on Sunday. The Premier League is back, mate. First and foremost, and Everton have got the, the toughest of all tests at Goodison Park against Arsenal. On Sunday, Arsenal flying high. Obviously, you know, they've started the season very, very strongly, made some really, really solid recruits in the in the summer. Just how hard of a game is this on Sunday? Well, for me, it's the second hardest game in the league. You can have after, obviously, Man City are the best best club team in, in the world, probably at this moment, at this moment in time. But yeah, um, it's going to be a very, very hard game. But the players, Dice, the staff, they'll all know that. They'll all know they've got to be at the best of their game to get anything out of it Sunday. Luckily, we're getting people back to full fitness, back into training. I'm sure we'll touch on that a bit later. Seems like a full squad is nearing, not not quite there yet, but it's close. It's getting closer. So yeah, um, no reason why Everton can't fancy themselves on Sunday either. We've got a very, very, very good record at home to Arsenal. It's we safe. have, haven't we? It's really good. Yeah, I think we've we've won four and drawn one out of the last five. At Goodison. Goodison, yeah, yeah. and games against Arsenal, obviously last year. And Dice's first game was fantastic performance from everyone from everyone all round. That's a remarkable stat, by the way, isn't it? Last five, one yeah. four, drew one against Arsenal at Goodison. Yeah, it's. It, I said it to the. Um, don't know if I said. It to, I, th- I think I said it to a few of my mates. It's like Arsenal hate coming to Goodison, but mm-hmm. not only like the players. It's the players, the staff, the fans, the manager, the fans. They all when you see on social media, the fans they hate coming to Goodison because they know it's it's not a good place for them to go and. Teams stick with them records. We know better than anyone. When you go long times without winning out of place or you have dodgy records out of place, it's very, very hard to sort of turn that round. And it's always like you half go into the game feeling, oh, it's going, pff, we, it's going to be very, very difficult today. We're, we're half beaten here. I, I know Arsenal won't have that thought. Obviously, they're one of the biggest teams in the country. They're footballing-wise also, the, for me, the second best 
team in, 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 the, in, in the league after Man City, but yeah, I don't think there's no reason why Everton can't back themselves to get something out of the game. Mm. Do you think Arsenal are a different proposition this year? You know, with, with some of the recruits that they've made, when you look at the, the squad and obviously, not, not to mention signing the likes of, of Declan Rice, who's obviously a really, really good signing for them and probably adds a bit of steel to their team. Kai Havertz joining in the summer. Do, do you think they're a bit of a different animal this year compared to the previous times they've come to Goodison? I think the better than last the last year. Uh, I think obviously, I think Gabriel Jesus was out last year when they played us. I'm not. I'm not sure. Mm. He's back. Remember, he scored a fantastic goal against Man United the other week. They're a they're a better team now. They've got a bet. I'm not sure if Ramsdale or Rairo play if Rairo get his debut, but the better than goal. Whoever plays because they've got a better uh, option on the bench. The Declan Rice, he's world class for me. I, I absolutely. Love Declan Rice ever since he started coming through at West Ham. I've always rated him really, really, really highly. Um, they were unlucky with Timber getting injured because he looked he he looked apart when he when he started the season for them. I think especially that Community Shield against Man City when he played that left back, he was outstanding. And they've always they've always had firepower up front, and now they've had a have it too. It's had a difficult start to the season for them, but. I've got no doubt that it will be a success for them. I think he's a, I think he's a good player. I think there's something in there that they can that Arteta can still get out of him. But you got to be careful when you got the likes of uh, Bukayo Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, mm. Eddie Nketiah, Leandro Trossard. Odegaard. I was going. I was leaving him till yeah, the end because I think he deserves a mention his own. Martin Odegaard, probably well in the top three players in the whole league he is absolutely fantastic it's a joy to watch him play really from a neutral point of view obviously maybe he has one of the worst games of his career on Sunday but but he's a fantastic player so yeah I think I think they've missed Shaka more than they have I think they've sort of filled in that gap well at the moment obviously with with Declan with, with Declan Rice who as we've said he's, he's fantastic isn't he? mm. but yeah they're a better team but I think we've got a a stronger attack than we did this time last year when we played them. Well, let's talk about Everton then. So, obviously, Here Everton play Arsenal on Sunday. What have we got to do, mate, to get something from this game on Sunday? Just give it to Beto. Because <laughs> it sounds silly, but the way Arsenal play, they create a lot of chances. They will create a lot of chances because that's how they play. But they'll also be open to conceding chances. You, you, you will have chances against Arsenal, really. Mm. And the way Beto plays and the way his... Physical attributes, I can see him creating three or four chances by on his own. Like, just by battling Gabriel, going on to Saliba, maybe trying to win Heathers off off it, Ben White at right back or whoever it is playing at left back for them, Sinchenko. So I can see Beto being a big, big part the weekend. That's obviously if Sean Dyche decides to go Beto or who knows, he, he might. I'm sure we'll touch on the lineup later, but he might go two up front. Well, let's talk about it now. What okay. would you What would you go with if everybody's fit? Do you what, want the full what, lineup? No, no, no. It, it, I want I want the, the formation first. If everybody's fit, and by everybody I mean Calvert Lewin, Calvert Lewin, Beto, Dan, yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan Juma, McNeil, yeah, because Harrison's obviously coming back off a serious injury. What formation are you going? The same formation as we played. So you would, so you wouldn't go two up top for this game? No. Why not? I think it's better off bringing Calvert Lewin off the bench. And maybe change your formation if you need to. I think 
the formation is working fine. So I presume you'd go better up front, up front on his own yeah. with Dan Juma on one side and McNeil on the other. Yeah. 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 And Decore behind better, obviously. And who's your midfield three for this game? Decore, Idrissa Garnagate and Amadou Onana. And you would drop James Garner? To right back. Right, okay. And then you obviously then would drop Nathan Patterson. Yeah. yeah. And at left back? Ashley Young keeps his place for me. And you centralise Branthwaite and Tarkovsky with Pickford in goal. Yeah, I can see the logic behind it. I can see the logic behind it. It's it's going to be interesting. And we, we've said on this podcast for, wow, must be a couple of years now, we need options. And it'd be nice to have these sort of headaches. And, and, and they're getting lesser and lesser, the options. They are getting lesser and lesser. But when everybody's fit, we do have some options and some decisions to make and a couple of headaches for Sean Dykes to have to ponder and think about each week. And that's what you want. Um, you know, you, you've got... Four central midfielders in reality, Garner, Decore, Onana, um, and Decore. So you've got four there. So you, if you're going to only pick three, one's going to have to sit out. And you, the wingers, obviously Harrison, McNeil, Dan Juma, they're probably your main three. So again, so a nice headache there. Don't who forget you gonna Dobbin, start? really. Yeah, Dobbin. Who's, who, who's, he, he stayed. He's done himself no harm whatsoever. Yep. And if you're only going to play one up front, you've got obviously Dominic Carvalhoon and Beto with the likes of Chimiti chomping at the bit. So you want these options. Don't get me wrong. We are quite thin and we don't have abundance of options, but we have a couple of headaches if everybody's fit. And I think that is what, especially going forward more so than defensively this year anyway. And I think that's what we want. We want to have these these certain headaches and, and it's important to have these certain headaches. And it keeps people on their toes. It keeps training, the intensity in training high. Um, it keeps people being honest. It, you know, people don't have a day off. They don't switch off in training because they know there's a, you know, a genuine competitor or a genuine teammate that could take their spot. If, if they're not on it. And, and Sean Dyche is, is huge on picking people from their training, for, from the week that they've had. Uh, he's always been big on that. You know, your application in training normally defines what you're going to do on a Saturday, so to speak. And that, that's been huge for Sean Dyche, you know, for, throughout his managerial career. So I think obviously having those few options, okay, we haven't got loads, but in those couple of positions, we do have a couple of headaches that could potentially give Sean Dyche a few sleepless nights. Think, right, who am I going to play on the wing this week? McNeil? Harrison, Danjuma, which one are you going to go with? So, yeah, it's quite a nice thing to have when everybody's fit. But moving on from team selection, Everton have played four games, mate. Obviously, three defeats, one point on the board from the draw at Sheffield United, which was just before the international break. Our next two is Arsenal at home and then a trip to the capital to play Brentford. Realistically... How many points do you want from these next two? Realistically now? Three. I think realistically... I'd, I'd bite your hand off for one win out of these two. Yeah, I'd bite your hand off for two draws, potentially. So would I. I think I'll take two points as well, I'll be honest. Have, I know I've, I've said we've got a very good record against them, but... Doesn't, yeah. But they're going, they're going to be fighting for the league. Correct. They're a fantastic You take a point on team. Sunday against Arsenal all day long. Yeah. And I'd argue you would travel down to Brentford and go, you know what, I'll take another point here as well because they're pretty formidable at home as well. Because then you come up against Luton, I think, Bournemouth. Yeah, they're the two. They're the they're two for me. They're the two where you need to aim for six points. I remember I said, yeah. It is. It's Luton need, and Bournemouth. I, I remember I said you need to aim for six points from Wolves and Sheffield United. Well, let, well, let's just look at this. So before the derby on the 21st of October... We have Arsenal at home, Brentford away, Aston Villa in the cup, Luton at home and Bournemouth at home. I would argue there, the Luton and Bournemouth games, they're both home games. They are both must-wins. Yeah. September the 30th and 7th of October. They are both must-wins. And then 
the three before them, Aston Villa in the cup, we'll leave that one out for now because it's a cup game. The two are then Brentford away and then Arsenal at home on, on Sunday. If Everton managed to get seven points from those four games, I'd be very happy. That In, in theory, you beat Luton, you beat Bournemouth, then you pick up a point, let's just say, against Arsenal, you get beat at Brentford. I would take seven points now. I'd bite your hand off probably. Yeah, you know what? I would. I'd bite your hand off for seven. Two wins and a draw from those six. four. Pardon? You'd say six. Would I take six now, given our position? Let's say, let's say the six has beaten Bournemouth and Luton. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. I, I G- given how we've started the season, I, I don't saying, think we can be picking. I remember saying before, yeah, before Wolves, if you can't beat Sheffield United or Wolves, See what I mean? you You've got to start beating the likes so of Luton and Bournemouth. If you can't beat Luton, mate, oh my God, you don't deserve to be in, in anywhere near the football league. No, I'd take, I'd, I would take six from those four points, from those four games. Yeah, I would. Just given how we've started the season. If we'd have started the season really, really well, I'd have thought, you know what, I think we can eke another point out here or there. But just given our position and where we're at, that, that obviously in those four games, technically you're winning a game every other game then for four games. Yeah, I'd take that. Two wins, two defeats, six points. Yeah, I think, you know, in theory, if you do that throughout the whole season, you'll be nowhere near relegation. <laughs> if, you know, if you win every other game, you'll be fine. So yeah, in those four games, mate, I'd take two wins and two defeats. But... Anyway, you know, it's, it's all if, but to maybes. Everton have got two really difficult games coming up in Arsenal and Brentford. And, and let's be fair, Everton need to start getting points on the board. And it, it starts Sunday. I've said on this podcast for years now, no game is a write-off. Even when you go to the Etihad, you can't just write it off and think, oh, oh you know, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just get beat. No, you can't. It can happen like last season. You can go there and get a point. And get a point. Fulham went to, went to the Emirates this year and got a 2-2 draw. Brentford went to City the, the to call three points it's you, you, you've got you can't you, you write can off games you can go to a game and thinking okay it's going to be very 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 hard today correct I, I, I half expect the, the worst when you go to, to to Man City but you can't write it off you've still got to play like it's like you're playing against Brentford at home or against Luton because you never know what's going to happen in 90 minutes of football especially in the in the Premier League where every team has chances and every given opportunity and everyone's got some bits of quality that can hit you across the league mm, yeah absolutely moving on I want to talk about something that's really been boiling my blood this past week Ooh. during international week and that is the ongoing media push media narrative over Jordan Pickford and Aaron Ramsdale and and so on how annoying is it to you mate knowing that Pickford for Everton now has been Let's be fair, he's been one of Everton's most consistent performers over the last couple of seasons. He's arguably been one he's arguably been England's most consistent performer over the last couple of seasons, if not in the top probably three or four when he wears an England shirt as well. How annoying to you is it, mate, when you, no matter what Pickford does on international duty, certain publications just continue to to to, to tear him to shreds, really. And and like I say, his Everton form, you know, over the last couple of seasons has, has been, again, one of our most consistent performers. I'd argue him and Richarlison were Everton's two most consistent performers over the last two or three years. And then when he goes away with England, he, he replicates his performances for Everton, you know, for England that he does for Everton. And he's very, very good for England. Like in, in the tournaments, he's he's been with England. He's been excellent. In the qualifiers, he's been excellent. Um, does it just... You know, when you read it online and such, doesn't it just bore you now when you see it? It's just that whole false narrative that Jordan Pickford isn't this very good goalie, that he's a poor goalie, and Ramsdale and Pope are both better. I've seen some outlandish, you know, just extreme Shouldn't even claims. be in the squad I've read. 
I, I just about to say that one. He shouldn't be in the squad. That was what a high-end so journalist... So that's people saying there's three yeah, key A journalist said him. that. And a well-known journalist said Jordan Pickford should not be in the England squad. Whether you like England or not, mate, that is one of the most horrific shouts I've ever seen from a journalist. He's fantastic. I, I, I generally don't care what they say. It does get to me a bit on social media and I do tend to reply to a few people that maybe don't watch Everton week in, week out and just don't really, must really watch England if if they think that Jordan Pickford isn't a very, very good goal, goalie. But the importance for Jordan and for ourselves is we know the truth. We know how good he is. We know how far he's became as a as a goalie, as a player, as a man mm. over the last two, 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 two and a half years. I'm proud to have Jordan Pickford play for Everton. I think he's probably the only player in this current crop that you say, yeah, he, I'm proud he plays for Everton. He's he's sort of he's just quality. I I love him myself. I think. He's come, he's come a long way, hasn't he? You know, when you think about yeah. his form for Everton, when he when he first joined, he was a boy in reality, wasn't he? He was, he was a young kid, he was a young boy. And when you think about some of the ups and downs he's had at Everton and the mistakes, he was, you know, he had a good, what, 18 months where he just, you know, so to speak, he couldn't catch a cold, could he? Everything he did was a mistake. And he went away and seen a psychologist and he said he went and got therapy. Uh, obviously, he's had a child, he's got married, he's now having a second child. We, we, you, you, we've seen him become this become a man yeah yeah become a man and a top class professional at Everton I don't mean top top class professional in terms of you know when he makes a save and he does a little celebration to himself what I mean is he never takes a day off in training no he's never late I've never heard the club say anything poor or, or bad or call out Jordan Pickford internally or externally because he never misses a training session he always goes the extra mile. He's always happy to stay on the pitch for longer. So, when the day before the day before a match, you obviously have certain drills and stuff. You have pattern work in, at Finch Farm and so on. And normally, you then have like shooting practice. And they normally the shooting practice quite often is then the backup goalkeepers. You know, your second, your third choice because you don't want your first choice to get injured. So, when for argument's sake, Dominic Calvert-Lewin shooting from ten yards out you don't put your, your number one goalie in that sort of position a day before a game. He's normally then trotting in to, to get, have a shower ahead of the match day. Uh, and you let your second and third choice face those. You know, in, in reality, you're cannon fodder, aren't you? You're just getting ball drilled at you. Pickford, I've known him to stay out. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's, that's unheard of before a match with goalkeepers. A lot of the time, you, your first choice won't be doing that. They'll be involved in the pattern play. They'll be involved in maybe the six-a-side play. They'll be involved in a few of the bits and bobs, but they won't be involved in the, you know, the cannon fodder shots where you're just getting balls just drilled at you from 10, 12 yards from, you, from your attackers who are just getting some shooting practice in. You don't normally throw your number one into that. And Pickford quite often fancies it. No, no, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. And I've never heard. And, that, and that's just a testament to his, his mindset. That he, he wants to... Cause he a lot, leads by example, doesn't he? I think so. I think so when it comes to things like that, yeah. And, and maybe some people go, he's silly because he, he, may get in, he may get injured and he should just go off. However, I think it is a testament to him and the testament of a professional that he is that he stays with the team and, and continues training when, like I say, they're not, they're not, they don't have to. They can give that position to the second and third choice or the fourth choice goalkeepers for the so-called cannon fodder shots. And like you say, I think, I think we have seen him become a man. And I think he's now arguably Everton's most world-renowned footballer. I think that's fair to say. And probably 
a player that Everton probably needed to keep to head into Bramley Moor. Um, you know, Jordan Pickford really, was really keen to sign that contract, partly because of Bramley Moore. And he's, he's almost become, from the outside looking in, you know, from other fans and when I speak to other football clubs, the first name is always Jordan Pickford that they talk about, always. You know, wherever the face you of the club. Right, I was going to say the poster boy. Yeah, you know, it's that there, absolutely right. He's, it's always, oh, Jordan Pickford, it's Jordan Pickford. I was, I was Pickford getting on. They don't really ask with all respect about some of the other players. It's always, I, I, I was... I was Pickford going on and you're absolutely right you know as England number one so having England number one at Everton given the position we're in at the moment and the, and the problems that we've had I, I always think it's admirable that he stayed because ultimately a lot of man, goalkeepers a lot of players in reality would have left and he, he could have engineered a move and really it's not even just having England's number one it's having England's number one in really 66 aside their most successful era mm-hmm. where they made finals numerous semi-finals they performed well in tournaments and he's been the man for it in, all, in every single tournament and in every tournament he's had great performances I, I, I remember the, the World Cup obviously the penalties against Colombia I think then in the next round they went on to get man of the match against Sweden in the Euros didn't concede the goal from didn't concede the goal until the semi-final mm-hmm. and I think they only conceded two goals the whole tournament saved two penalties in the shootouts although England then went out went, went on to lose but without Pickford you're not even in, you're not even having a chance at that in that Nations League, saved a few pens, scored his, his penalty, big performances, uh, uh, likes away as Spain. He's he's been fantastic for England, and that's just as I was going to say before. I wouldn't swap him for any single keeper in the league. That's not Allison. Maybe I'm not saying he's better than any of them. I'm not saying he's worse than Allison. Although I think Allison is probably right now in terms of keepers up to full fitness, the best in the world alongside Courtois, who's obviously injured. But I wouldn't have any other keeper in the league ahead of Jordan Pickford. That's, I think, how good he is. Again, I'm not saying specifically he's better than the likes of Edison, uh, the likes of David Raya, the likes of mm. Onara. You know, I just mean, I don't think they're that much better than him to, to, to take him out of our side and put them in. Because you also, the connection he's got with the fans and everything, it just works. It's one of them where maybe a better keeper may not be able to cope with the pressure of being Everton goalie when things are not going right. Whereas Pickford, he likes, he likes the pressure. He, he, he thrives, he under, thrives it, it? under it. And sometimes it gets a bit too, a bit uh, too much for him, like when we go away to Newcastle normally. Yeah, yeah. But that's part of his game. And you, you, know, with, you, you know you got that with Jordan Pickford. But then on the other side, he stays still against Leicester away and he saves a penalty off James Madison on the, on the stroke of half-time. And we then go on to get a a massive point in in the relegation battle last season so yeah just just love Jordan Pickford really well Pickford's now 29 right and goalkeepers you know they're always renowned for not coming into their best until they're well into their 30s they always say you know goalkeepers in their prime at like 32, 33 when they're really fully experienced but Pickford's been talking to the press while he was away on international duty and this is what he had to say I'm just going to read the quote he has said you're going to have dips in your career and it's how you learn from them I feel some, it's something I've really worked on over the last couple of years. I think that my performances now are really consistent and I believe that I'm in the best form of my life. Would you agree with that? Would you think he's in the best form of his Everton career? Uh, I'm not sure maybe the best of his career. I think back end of... I think the whole of last season and the back end of the season before was out of this world. I think he, to his standard, he probably has, had started the season a bit slightly 
off it. I'm not saying he's been poor. I just mean maybe to the standard that he holds himself to, he may have not been up there yet. But, he's good at Sheffield United. But that he? Sheffield United game then he may prove that he's back to his back to his best when he again gets you the points. Last last kick of the game, two fantastic saves, mm. and people are forgetting about the one he made. I think it was Kusheimer in the first half at one nil. Matt, fantastic hand at uh, bottom, bottom left. He just got down there quick, strong hand. Remember you and me seeing it, and we thought straight away, very, very really good, good save. save. So, gone and lucky with the own goal, but again, not nothing you can do against that. That's just, that's just luck, bad luck in this in this scenario. But yeah, I wouldn't maybe say the best form of his career, but, but, but he's still brilliant. Mm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you like what you listen to here on the weekly catch-up, why not give our Patreon channel a go at a view from the Bullins? This isn't a sales tactic as always, but honestly, we have so much content over on our Patreon channel. We have articles, podcasts pretty much every single day, post-match, pre-match reviews, inside information, special guests, and so much more. You can also watch all the videos that we record on our Patreon channel. Honestly, go give it a go. We do so much work in the community, in and around Liverpool, and we support so many groups such as grassroots football, the food banks, and so much more with you being a member. Honestly, give us a go. Give us all the feedback you can, positive or negative. We're always looking to create a better Everton channel for absolutely everybody involved. Moving on then, Paul. We're going to talk Everton-Arsenal and primarily Everton-Arsenal now. We're going to quickly have a quick chat about your prediction. Oh, not this again. Yeah, so prediction time with you. Everton face Arsenal, half four on Sunday. Realistically, match prediction. You know what? I've been thinking all week about better 1 0. But realistically, I'm going to say 1 0. 1 1. I don't know. They're just a very, very good team. But but I feel like there's something in the game for us. And I, I got, feel we have to score first. I haven't got one, one of these right all year, so I'm going to change. So I'm going to say 1 1. Um, Still stick with better scoring though. I feel like we have to score first in this game. I just feel against Arsenal. I think if we score first, we'd, we'd, we don't even draw. I think if we score first, we win. I'd like to think so, but I, th- I think I think shutting them out is going to be hard for 90 minutes. Well, 100 minutes nowadays. But I think if Everton concede first, Arsenal are so good at keeping the ball. It's like Man City. They'll pass us to death and Everton will get pulled out all over the place. And I think all of them really, really struggle. I think Everton need to score first and, and, and then frustrate them and get under their skin and get Goodison rocking on a Sunday evening. 
Evan probably have to replicate last season's performance. Maybe yeah, they not, do. Yeah, they do. Maybe not score early, but just no, make it hard and yeah, frustrate yeah, them, and yeah. then get the atmosphere. Later, and then later in the game, you just go for them, and and you and they get it. Mm-hmm. So you're going one-one. Ah, oh, no, sorry, one eleven. <laughs> So you're going 1-0 at Everton. I'm going to take your 1-1. I'm going to take that. I I take it all day long. And we're trying to be positives on these podcasts, aren't we, of recent recent weeks, especially after the start we've had in the Premier League. We've we've tried to be positive. You've gone 1-0 Everton, and I'm going to say we're going to get a point, which would, would of course, be a positive result as well. So 1-0 from you and 1-1 from me. In the meantime, have a great rest of the week. Enjoy your weekend, especially on the Saturday before... Everton play Arsenal on Sunday. If you're going to the game, make sure it's loud, make sure it's noisy, and let's see what we can do. And let's see if we can get Arsenal that game that we're all hoping for. In the meantime, take care and all the very best. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.